The following is a podcast from St. George's Episcopal Church in Arlington, Virginia. We invite you to support the ministries of St. George's Church through a one-time or reoccurring donation. To give, visit our webpage, www.stgeorgeschurch.org. The word saint is spelled in full. St. George's is a vibrant and inclusive community that is committed to loving God, serving others, and changing the world. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you think that the slave, do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, should say, we are worthless slaves. We have not done only what we ought to have done. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat and there we wept when we remembered Zion. The Psalms are very important and often an underestimated and appreciated part of our liturgy each Sunday. They were originally composed for temple worship in Jerusalem and were meant to be sung sung to the accompaniment of a stringed instrument. Psalms are poetic prayers that give voice to the full range of human emotion, from joy and wonder to longing and despair, and they give us permission and even encouragement to take our full range of experience to God, our joy, our gratitude, our anger, our grief, and our sadness. Fully one-third of the 150 psalms in the Psalter are laments, sorrowful petitions to God, crying out for help. The writer of Psalm 137 that we pray today is remembering a very dark time, a time when his or her people were exiles in Babylon. 
in 586 BC, the Babylonians destroyed the temple in Jerusalem and took the Israelites captive. By the rivers of Babylon, we sat down and there we wept when we remembered Zion. Whenever I read or hear these words, I translate them into Linda Ronstadt's voice in my head. My older sister was a huge fan of hers, and she would play this album over and over again, back before Spotify or Pandora. Ronstadt's version had a gospel thing going on. It was a remake of a reggae version that had been recorded by the Melodians in the early 1970s, and Ronstadt's was a little bit later in the 70s. For them, it was a social justice song, a song crying out to God to deliver them from oppressive political forces. But whether we sing it to pour out our individual laments or our universal ones, Psalm 137 gives voice to something that every human being experiences. There is a basic human need to process and to make meaning out of our suffering and our experiences of injustice. And over the course of history, people across cultures have often done that through song. Music elevates things. Normal prose is one thing. Poetry kicks it up a notch. And sung poetry takes the feelings being experienced by the writer to an even more exalted level. Singing is the highest form of expression. And when it's explicitly directed toward God, singing can become a spiritual lifeline for us. That is why singing is an integral part of worship in the temple in Jerusalem and why it's an integral part of Christian tradition in most parts today. Over the past two weeks, I've been watching Ken Burns' documentary on country music. I've never thought of myself as much of a country music fan, but over the course of these weeks, I have really come to appreciate country music after watching this series just as knowing the story of the Israelites being captive in a foreign land gives us more appreciation for Psalm 137. Knowing the story behind country music songs makes them a lot more meaningful. And much of country music is about processing grief. Hank Williams was considered the most poetic of all the country music artists and he's often referred to as the hillbilly Shakespeare. And his 1949 song, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry, is a poignant expression of human longing. The words are lovely, and the words and the music together are a masterpiece. They reinforce each other. Go home this afternoon and Google it. It goes like this. Hear that lonesome whippoorwill. He sounds too blue to fly. The midnight train is whining low. I'm so lonesome, I could cry. I've never seen a night so long when the time goes crawling by. The moon just went behind the clouds to hide its face and cry. The silence of a falling star lights up a purple sky. 
And as I wonder where you are, I'm so lonesome I could cry. Hank Williams was estranged from his wife when he wrote and sang this song. He aches with longing for her and for his life to be made whole. The psalmist is longing for God, longing for home, longing to be back in the temple in Jerusalem, longing for everything to be made right. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, and there we wept when we remembered Zion. When we are hurting, we need to offer it to God. We need to talk about it, sing about it, cry about it, give voice in whatever form our prayer can take. Telling God how bad things are gets it up into the light and begins the process of healing. If we keep things buried, our grief wreaks havoc in our lives. We live in a culture that tells us to move on quickly from our losses, but we can't really move on until we've taken the time to grieve. We sing songs of sorrow and loss in order to one day get to songs of thanksgiving and praise. We have to walk through the valley before we can get to the mountaintop, and we really can't ask Google Maps to find a faster route for us. And holding on to faith during the hard times is so important. Trusting that God can handle our anger, our pain, and our hurt, and that things will get better. Our mourning really will be turned to dancing one day, but it takes time. And Jesus is with us every step of the way, holding our hand. When we go through hard times, we have a choice. We can either close ourselves off from God and from other people, or we can open ourselves up more. Tears are really good. They are a good thing. If you feel so lonesome you could cry this morning, it's okay. We've all been there, and God can handle it. Things happen in our lives that really break us open, and Jesus wants to be the balm poured into our souls. Sometimes we don't feel like coming to church because we don't want to be that vulnerable when we're going through a bad time, but willing ourselves to come to church when we don't feel like it especially when we don't feel like it, is the best thing we could possibly do for ourselves. Every Sunday, we all bring our joys, our sorrows, our thanksgivings, and our longings. Each one of us has something going on in our lives this morning, and our time together and worship every Sunday is a, bowl, a boiling cauldron of emotion, but we pray together. We sing together, we're present to one another, and healing happens because God is here. One of the ways that we experience healing most profoundly is through the laying on of hands. Just as music touches our hearts, 
those places we sometimes prefer to keep hidden. When an intercessor places their hands on your head in the name of Jesus and offers a prayer for your very specific concern, you can feel Jesus with you in your pain. And he is powerful medicine for what ails us. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, and there we wept when we remembered Zion. 